Welcome into Game Aesthetic episode 79. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day, whatever day you were listening or perhaps watching this podcast on YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Make sure you give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, as always, the boys are with me. I got Zach in studio, John of Discord. Boys, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Everything's going good. Been an interesting week. That is what definitely it's been an interesting couple weeks. There's obviously an un, uh, unplanned break last week, uh, just kind of came out of the blue. Um, so yeah, definitely been an interesting uh, week or two here. Uh, John, what about you? How are you feeling? How you, how, how's it going, man? Just saw you earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, guys made me hop off Lost Ark, so guess, guess I'm here to do the show now. <laughs> we basically twist his arm and just make him get off like once a week. Like, come on, do the show. There's a reason why he's not in on the couch as often now. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stay at Discord. You know, so I got too uh, involved with some Lost Ark stuff. Uh, but like I said, since we took the unplanned break last week, we do got some extra topics for this week um, with you know, the NVIDIA League. We're going to touch on that because that still continues to prove to be the biggest leak in gaming history. I mean, from the original big, humongous database leak that we saw and now what just popped out recently with basically confirming the Switch 2, which Nintendo already confirmed they were working on the new console. But this further gives us more details about what to potentially expect for it. Uh, all of us have been playing Triangle Strategy, so we're going to chat about that. Sony State of Play this week, uh, primarily focused on Japanese publishers. Uh, and then we also got some stuff with Xbox and uh, a lot of delays, though. Got a lot of delays today that we're going to chat about. Um, so, if you could, go check out the website. We'd definitely appreciate that. You can sign up for free at sparky3.com. As well as go check out the merch store, sparky3shop.com, which we do have a promo code, promo code ANIMAN, for 25% off until... March 19th, because Animan did come back after a five-week break, uh, came back with a banger of an episode. Zach and I did a, a phenomenal episode, in my opinion. That was one of my favorite episodes we've done How in a while. How long did that episode end up being? Like an hour and 20, maybe hour and 30? Hour and 20, hour 30 range. Okay, I just know when we record, our time's a bit longer than what it actually is. Yeah, no, that was a great episode. Uh, let's definitely go listen to that. Uh, the episode, of course, is... What makes an anime or manga good and worth rewatching? So that was a that was a very good conversation. You know, I told uh, I told Diaz that was what we what we did this week, and he just like sent me like a flurry of messages. He's like, "Damn it, I should have been on that one. I'm sorry, I let you down." Because <laughs> he because he was going on. It's like, oh, dude, I had so many great ideas for that. I'm like, bro, I hit you up like two weeks ago. Like, hey, this is probably what we're gonna do. He's like, ah, oh, damn, I'm sorry, man. I let you down. I should have been on there. Oh well. Yeah, and also make sure to join the Discord's uh, link down in the description below, and follow us over at Twitter, where you can stay up to date for those random breaks that we go on, or you can sign up to the website. You know, we definitely appreciate the website sign up. You can also find out there when we go on these unplanned breaks. Uh, the uh, the Twitter is at GameSeticPod, and then of course go check out the other shows, Animan Plus, uh, Terrible Football Show, and talking about movies and stuff. Uh, last little plug here before we jump into everything is next week we are going on another break. This one was already a planned break, though. Uh, shout out to John. Birthday next week. Shout out to John. Happy birthday. Um, I've got a lot of shit i got to do at the house, and John's going to do his birthday stuff, and we're going to have a great time. And we'll be back the week after with Kirby, the Forgotten Land. We're going to chat about that. Oh, God. And maybe Tiny Tina, depending on if you boys want to get it. We'll see. It comes out. I don't know if you guys will get it. but I mean, you and me will be fishing in dreamland so and going mouthful mode yes uh now john on the other hand i don't know if he'll get tiny tina if he does cool we'll chat about it but if not we at least got kirby and whatever else pops out now speaking of whatever else pops out if a lot like a lot of crazy oh. ass shit pops out this week we might still do an episode and maybe like a shorter one or something because i do have a lot of shit with, with that i want to do with the other house which you know a little friendly fyi heads up with that we will be getting our new studio here in the near future so expect new backgrounds and everything it's gonna be great 
Uh, so if there's a lot of sh- crazy shit that pops out this week, we might do a short episode. We'll see. I don't know. Depends on our mood, I guess. But uh, boys, uh, what, what you guys been up to this week? I know John's playing Lost Ark. John, you don't have to answer. Zach, what about you? Just Triangle Strategy? Uh, TFT, then Triangle Strategy. Ah, playing some TFT? Okay, how's that going? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I just run stupid teams. Oh, okay. Okay. He's not lying. <laughs> I haven't played as much with him recently, but that, that's all he knows how to do. Is play stupid teams. Hey, yep. you just, hey, man, you're just going in there for the fun. That's all that matters. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. no, John, like actually earlier when I was playing a game uh, on the starting two uh, creep rounds, first creep round give gave me Nar, Vex, and Lulu. And then Shop gave me Poppy and Ziggs. Okay, well, yeah. There's some there's some Yordles. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, game, what are you doing? Hello. <laughs> For me, uh, I've just been doing uh, playing some Triangle Strategy. Um, did about... I've dropped about like 25 hours into the game, but I'm also continuing my, uh, my, fire, my new Fire Emblem run that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, I saw that last night. I was like, he's on Fire Emblem? <laughs> yeah, I started a new run like a week or two ago. Uh, this run's going to be very interesting because, I mean, once again, like I, I did have a debate. Are you killing everybody? No, not this time because I'm actually recruiting a lot of people, which I don't like to do because I don't like your, the house to feel like so like flooded, you know, in part two. I really don't like that at all. Uh, but like, there are actually a lot of people I'm going to recruit just because I really want to see all the different interactions with different characters, uh, as well as get like some special like paralog missions. Cause there's like one paralog mission, uh, in part two that involves Mercedes and, uh, Caspar, even though they have no fucking relations with each other, like at all, they're like, they're not even, they're not like friends or anything. They just happen to have a paralog mission because it's just like Mercedes like, you know, has these like suspicions about the death Knight that it could be potentially her brother, which it is. Uh, and then Caspar's like, oh man, I used to train with Greets all the time. I want to go. So just because of that, like <laughs> those two <laughs> random characters that have no like actual relations and friendship and shit have that paralog mission. I've never done it. So I've never had them both in a house. So I was going to recruit both of them as well as a few other characters, uh, mostly actually from the Black Eagles, even though I'm not a big Black Eagle fan. But there's a the, lot the funny of thing. I was gonna say The funny thing was when he was talking to me about this earlier, he was like, yeah, I'm doing my new Fire Emblem playthrough. I don't think I want to recruit a bunch of people this time. Actually, I'm recruiting everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because originally I was just going to plan to, like, recruit, like, Petra because Petra's great and maybe one blue line, and that was all. Oh, hey, cat, How's it going, Pixel? And that was really all I was going to do. But then I, I started looking at, like, all these different, like, uh, like story routes between characters and stuff and kind of reading a little bit about them, you know? And I'm just like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I was like, oh, that sounds cool, too. Oh, that's cool, too. And I'm like, well, fuck it. We'll recruit every single Black Eagle except for Ferdinand because fuck Ferdinand. I'm not a fan of him. I'm sorry, John. Sylvain's better, so I'll get Sylvain. We'll roll with that. It'll be a great time. Unlikely. <laughs> fuck off. I'll have a great time. Um, but uh, anything else, uh, boys, you want to chat about before we jump into everything for the week? Did you know there was Pokemon ASMR videos? What? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either, but what exactly does that entail? So think like VTubers, but just Pokemon instead. It's like the noises they make? Yeah. Squirtle. Pretty much. (laughs) And it's just like a VTuber screen, but it's just the Pokemon instead of somebody hiding behind an anime uh, waifu picture. (laughs) Squirtle, Squirtle. That's fucking weird. (laughs) 
Where did you come across that? It's a random article that popped up for me. Oh, I was just one like, of those random recommendations you I, get. I just went. Bro, you, know, you get random recommendations. I get them in different languages. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you've shown me that too. You do. Man, <laughs> your phone's on something else. <laughs> your phone is on something like else. Like, John, like after we went and saw uh, Spider-Man, like the next day or two, I had a Japanese article with just William Defoe's face with a giant grin. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That seems like a good article. Yeah, go ahead and give that I mean, one a click. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know if this if this is complaining happening, but this just sounds great. I mean, I enjoyed the picture, but then I went, I can't read the article. <laughs> I was like, why didn't you send it to me in English? Oh man! All right, let's jump into stuff. Uh, so we got uh, we got multiple delays that we're gonna chat about right off the get go. Uh, so the first one uh, coming from Nintendo: Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp was delayed to an unspecified time uh, due to current world events. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, the whole fo- the whole point of Advance Wars is blowing other people up in tanks. It feels kind of like a bad taste sort of move to release that right now. Well, the real <laughs> big thing was there's like literally the first uh, game story is about a country invading a yep. neighboring country. Yep. See, I, I haven't played Advance Wars, but I, I at least know about it. So, like, you know, once I saw this delay, it's like, I'm not really surprised. But what, you know, naturally, it's, it's one, a Nintendo product. And two, you know, everyone is just stupid. And, you know, everyone was very anti this decision. A lot of people were. And I'm just like, have you guys, like, gone out and touched grass recently do you know what's going on in the world besides a video game like i don't know i mean i get it it's not a big deal honestly like if i really want to play them i can go buy both of them for like 20 bucks yeah there you go yeah, it's not a big deal honestly uh the next delay that we had now this one this one was uh, a moment of like you know sad gamer noises as uh for spoken was delayed to october which you know i mean that, yeah, that's that's sad but at the same time hey you know if it's gonna polish up the game even more cool i'm here for that i still don't know what this game is I don't know either, but it looks cool. Other than you just (laughs) jumping around and throwing, slinging, I assume, some sort of magic at people. Hey, sounds fun to me. Uh, Honestly, not not too upset with this delay here, mainly because I don't have as much plan to go, like, to be playing in October. Besides Gotham Knights? Oh, well, yeah. But this, this this would be my other game to play, which, I mean, right now, I'm... Right now, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck in on Lost Ark. Still, I'm I, it's hard to pull away or get much else the time in to play much else. So, personally, I don't mind it too much. Yeah, still not level fifty. How much yeah. do you? Have how you much even, do you, have even you been on? on recently? Yeah, do you? How much do you even hop on? I logged in like once this week. Oh, okay. So John is just the front runner for the Lost Ark trainer. Right yeah, now. got it. I Means fun game. MMOs are still just dead to me. Well, John was telling me a lot about um, some of the updates coming. John, you want to chat about that? I know you're pretty pumped up about a few. And some of the things that you were telling me does sound pretty cool. Yeah, no, we got we got the first uh, like actual like content patch, uh, mostly geared towards high tier three players uh, for a new for an, an abyssal raid, eight man raid. Uh, on it but i mean you gotta be i think it was 13 either 1350 or 1370 uh to even do part one which uh i've i've been playing every day i've got three three fifties and i'm in tier two and right before we started i was i hit 926 or 923 so it's 
uh, for for free to play take a while to get there unless you get extremely lucky on all, all your honings but uh i mean high it's like high end content not really a never really a bad thing it'll be there when when people get there um and then the they had a road map that I saw an article that had the roadmap details uh, out there, but they pulled it back to fine-tune it some more uh, for what they actually were going to end up releasing it because uh, people didn't seem too happy about the rate that new classes were going to be coming in. So we should be getting a we should be getting the official revamped roadmap coming soon. Well, were they releasing a new nice. class once every like six months? No, it was like I think one the initial the initial article I read I think one was April and then one was like three months after that, but it's a combination of it was going to be the destroyer class and the Arcana class, which of the classes coming, uh, I think are two classes that people are less excited for, but are probably the two that are most translated. Gotcha. <clears throat> But so, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll they're pulling back, looking at it, trying to trying to find out if they can get it a little bit, little bit sooner, or figure out a way to deliver the information uh, for people to take it a little more, a little more kindly. Gotcha. But I mean, I'm gonna I'll, I'll keep playing. New class comes out, I'll give it a shot. I'm in no rush. John's in here for the long haul. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm. I'm still having a blast. I'm still hopping on. I mean, I mean, right I'll now for you, Lost Ark is what Final Fantasy is for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm at like 130, 140 hours now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, granted, game's been out for a month. There's people with like two, three times that amount. But for me, playing a game that much in a in a month is uh, kind of a rarity. I can feel that. I, I, I can feel that quite a bit. I, I relate to that statement. Is that, you know, it, it is a rarity to dump that much hours into a game, like, in a certain period of time. It, it really is. I You know, at least, at least today. So, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, back to, like, the delay stuff, which I guess first we'll go ahead and mention it since uh, Zach did. We did have the confirmed release date for Gotham Knights. Which, uh, you know, uh, struck against me. That was one of my predictions for this year, is that it would be delayed. Uh, so, struck against me on that one. I am glad to see it's coming out this year. October 25th. Confirmed release. I'm excited to play this. I am. It looks, yeah. it looks pretty cool. Yeah. The, I think the article when I linked it for the release date, I just happened to look at my phone and it, it popped up a notification for it. I was like, wait. Uh, that's not what I was expecting to read, but I'm totally okay with this. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'll be curious to play it. I mean, if it keeps the similar formula of Arkham games, the combat will be fun. I'll be curious to see what's changed considering it's going to be, if I remember, at least a minimum of two-person co-op. People are really hoping for four, which would make sense considering, but we will find out. Yeah, yeah I think I think four, like just based off everything they've shown so far, four both looks like it makes the most sense and looks like it could be the most fun. 
Yeah, but I mean, out of actual gameplay video we have, we've only ever seen a two at a time. Yeah. Either way, I, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty dope game because all three of us gonna be picking that up. Like I'll, I'm getting that day one, so looking forward to it. Uh, but with the delay though, we did get a further delay. For what John and I have been waiting on this whole damn time with Halo Infinite Co-op, uh, you know, they did put out on Halo Waypoint involving the Season 2 that's set to arrive at the beginning of May. Uh, you know, the co-op, uh, campaign co-op was supposed to arrive with it. At right at the get-go, boom, here's campaign co-op. Now it's not going to come out right away, but it's still supposed to come out in Season 2, but it's supposed to come out later. And then the four just, they didn't even really specify at this point it could be Season 3 or beyond. Like, God knows when that's going to come in. Like, uh, bro, nah, this this, this point, is literally what we're waiting on. Yeah, I was gonna say at this point, I'm I'm not gonna be surprised when uh when we see an article pop up saying uh co op is delayed till season three. Yeah, I, I won't be. I, I'm with you. I won't. And, and here's a question. Obviously, you know, I'm not a game designer. I don't know everything that goes into it. But but do you guys think that maybe the fact that they really wanted to push for this thing to also be on the Xbox One is is causing a lot of problems with with this fucking delay here? Quite possibly. Because that's what I personally think that it is. That there, this is on the Xbox One as well as the series. I mean, if they would, I think I feel like I don't know. Just a gut feeling that if it would be on series only, like we probably would already had this. That's just you know a guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, what about you, John? Yeah, I I don't know. I've, I've kind of been of the opinion that we, we're we kind of at the point where, we, I, honestly, we've kind of been at the point, but understandably with, like, the console shortages, it's been a problem. But yeah, yeah. it's like there's there needs to be the cutoff point where games, like these developers, just say, you know what, this is it. We're It's all new consoles from here. Right. And it's, I don't know how long they're going to keep pushing back on this because every time we, you kind of think, okay, well, surely, surely now they're only making for new consoles. They always release more big titles on all the previous generations. Yeah. And that's a great thing to shout out because when it came to that Sony state of play, every single one of these games was coming out on the PS5 and PS4. And almost, and a good decent amount of them, I'm not going to say all of them, were coming out in 2023. So, like, that kind of gives you a, a perspective on what John's saying there, where it's just like, when when are we going to have that cutoff point? I mean, Forspoken was PS5 only. Yeah, that's one of the few. Like that, and Returnal, Demon Souls, Ratchet, you know. That's one of the few. That, like, Sony is kind of, you know, they're, they're trying to find that cutoff point. But, you know, we had Horizon on both. Unless they changed their mind, God of War is going to be on both. Uh, Gran Turismo originally, once upon a time, was supposed to be PS5 only, and then they changed to PS5 and PS4. So I don't know. I, I don't know. We, at some point, we gotta get the heart, you know, the cutoff point for that. Uh, next up, we got here. This is not a confirmed delay, but I mean, we have we've kind of touched on this a couple times, and like it's not really surprising. But Star Wars Eclipse, that game that was revealed at the Game Awards, that the concept for it sounds really interesting. Uh, you know, the concept automatically kind of made me interested, even though I'm not, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Uh, but with it being made from Quantic Dream, we know we've talked about the issues that they've had, and apparently now that game has got a release window potentially of like 2027, 2028, because of the amount of uh, staffing issues that they have. They can't get people in there to work, and then their it's own personal problem. Literally, just like problem. two people. <laughs> yeah, like they have like two people there. That's it, man. Like an indie studio at this point. Uh, but bro, like 
I, yeah, there, there comes a time, and we've seen it. We've seen it before that you 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 just announce the game a little too early. You know, like Metroid Prime Four, for example. That's a great example of you announce the game too early. Uh, Bayonetta Three fell into that same category. You know, where it was just announced way too early. Because I think both of those, I think both of those was actually released uh, the Switch's release year. I think they were because the Switch came out in May, and I think they both got released at uh, E3 following. So, I mean, it's like five years later now, and it's like, oh, cool. Now we know when Bayonetta 3 is coming out, Metroid Prime 4. It, granted, it had its, you know, reset, obviously. We don't know when that's coming out. But there is a point where it's like, all right, maybe you announced the game a little too early. Uh, with all these delays as well, you know, sometimes delays are good for a game, you know, polish things up, make it better. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something that should have happened with Bam- Babylon's Fall. Because the moment this game was revealed at E3 last year, everyone was, like, trashing this game that it just looked like complete garbage. And... It had an absolutely terrible launch. Like at launch day, a max of six hundred and fifty concurrent players on launch. Yikes! What even yeah. is this game again? I it's know. it's a multiplayer game. I think that's one of the big like turnoffs for it. Gotcha. Like it's by the same hey. developers as um uh you know like Bayonetta and everything. Uh, what's that? De- what's that studio? I'm drawing a blank. Isn't it Platinum Games? Yes, thank you, Platinum. Um, you know, like it's made by Platinum, and it's just like a, a heavy focus multiplayer game. And I, I think that's kind of the turnoff for it. Yeah, I, I checked the Steam charts right before we joined, and I was looking at it here. The 24-hour peak uh, is 606, <laughs> and uh looks like currently playing at the time of recording this is 221. Oh, Oof. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, man, and Platinum was make, was pushing this game like hardcore E3 and stuff. Like they were like you know, they were really trying to throw this one out there. And I don't know, the main thing about it at E3 is like it was just it looked just terrible. Like the gameplay was very stale, graphically was terrible. Like you know, just a lot of stuff this game like very clearly it still needed to stay in the oven and cook a little bit longer. Uh, but alas, here we are with a 650 concurrent count. So just give it a couple of weeks. This thing will probably be on sale. Um, so we do have an upcoming show that we're going to keep our eye on. A future game show sh- spring showcase uh, is on the 24th of this month. So that's like what? Yeah, right before Kirby and Tiny Tina. So we'll get, yep. to, we'll get to talk about on that episode. Uh, I'm excited for it. There was a pretty decent list of publishers. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. I do know Sega's there, and I've seen a lot of rumors that Sonic Frontiers could be shown off first at this show which i'm really excited for and also very nervous for i'm immensely nervous for this game but i'm trying to stay optimistic about it but uh future game show i am looking forward to seeing what's all going to come out because they did confirm there's going to be like like eight eight to ten world premieres i think is what they said so going to be curious to see what all they're going to be showing off here in just a few weeks uh, with that, let's go ahead and jump into some of our bigger topics for today. Kicking things off immediately, let's jump into another show, E3. We've talked about it at length, about how E3 is dead at this point. They are still doing an online show this year. I thought they canceled that. Uh, to my understanding, they're still doing the online show, because I saw an article about that literally before we started recording. Okay. Yeah, for, uh, from like uh, VGC or something. So they're still doing an online event is the current plan. I just don't think they've officially announced it. Um, but the big thing that I, that came out literally today when we started to record is uh, Xbox set to hold its own sort of E3-style showcase, right? You know, like a state of play, like a director, whatever, um, you know, before the E3 online show. But from what I'm understanding from, like, the other articles I was reading earlier is that Xbox does plan to be there 
at this E3 online show, as well as like Nintendo, Square, Capcom, a few others. Naturally, Sony will not be there. They've been out three or four years now. Yeah. They, you know, they're, they're perfectly cool doing their own thing. But the thing that's so interesting is the fact that Xbox is doing its own style show before E3, you know? If, if that goes really well, which, let's be real, it will go well, uh, just like it's gone well for everyone else, like... What, what, why is Xbox going to sit there and say, like, wow, our own personal showcase we did went absolutely fantastic. Why do we need to pay E3 millions of dollars to be on your show? You know, Because I mean? Xbox can get more time to show it off twice. I mean, they can. But, like, at the same time, it's just like, why? Like, you know, like, yes, you can show it off twice, but they can also show it off on their own time for less money. You know what I mean? Like, I know they have tons of money. We saw that with Activision Blizzard. But it's still just like, if you can do it on your own, why do I spend money to do it there as well for a very clearly suffering show? If they, if they want to do anything, at this point, I feel like Summer Game Fest is their better, better play if they're going to dish out the money to be on a show, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, like, you know, to me, like, seeing this and already knowing that Sony does their own thing, Nintendo, they're a team player. They always do their Nintendo Directs at, you know, E3 and stuff, but they have their established Nintendo Direct, like, once Xbox does their thing and it does really well, like I feel like this is going to further set up that E3 is just like dead, dead. Like I mean, this online event, whatever they're doing, it's got to be an absolute hit, or like I mean, this, it's done. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you guys agree with me, but is E3 is it just done? Is it completely a thing of the past? Like, is there any chance that it could come back? In the, I mean, let me let me correct, let me rephrase that. It'll probably continue to come back, right? But it's just gonna yeah. it's gonna get worse and worse. Is there any chance that it could come back to any sort of standing of you know of decent shit in the future? What's your boys' thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, at this current point in time, not really. It'll more or less be one of those events that it exists, we all acknowledge it and whatnot, and it's sort of a annual thing we watch and whatnot, but I don't think it will ever get back to the peak of what it was a couple years back. Yeah, no, if, if you, I mean, if you kind of look at it, the, the big pillars of E3 used to be Sony, Microsoft, and their Xbox presentation, mm-hmm. and then, and then like Nintendo, and then it also everybody loved the Bethesda before that just got grouped in with Xbox. Uh, with Xbox. So with Sony gone, honestly, E3 has been mostly being carried by Microsoft, like having excellent presentations for the past few years. Yes. Uh, and then Nintendo. people always sticking around to see Nintendo's. Yep. Other than that, most people just kind of either skim through the presentations or just kind of don't, or they just read the articles after the fact. So right. if, if Xbox is going to go on and do their own thing, I mean, what's, what's left? Not a lot. And it really doesn't help, especially with the last several years with, the sort of uh, fall of E3 of just some of the showcases that we have are just odd. Like this past year, Gearboxes was literally just a big uh, promotion of their Borderlands movie. Yeah, we got some stuff, but it was like some, it wasn't, it was a really weird retro yeah, school project <laughs> thing to show off in a themed fashion. And then it was just a bunch of behind the scenes. Uh, Borderlands movie yeah. set stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, but that's cool. kind of been Gearbox's like go to in the past few years. They're they've gotten weird with their presentations. No one's gotten as weird as Devolver Digital. That's true. Devolver Digital takes the absolute weird and 
Like, I, I don't know what the hell Devolver Digital's PR team does when E3 comes up and they're just like, we can do this. We got this. Because <laughs> Devolver Digital is always a trip. Uh, I just throw a bunch of ideas in a hat and start pulling them out. Pull five ideas out. That's what we're doing. <laughs> like, legitimately. I they swear. literally Frankenstein monsters their shows every year. It's it's a big fuck it mentality. Let's have a it good time. It really is. <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, it's just been sort of that weird thing of E3. We went from just very good press conferences and showing off games and whatnot to weird theatrical uh, presentations, which a lot of people usually don't care about. Yeah, yeah. I, there is one that I want to mention, and I, I we we talked about this last summer, uh, but like you know, even last year with Take Twos. Like, don't get me wrong. Listen, listen, listen. What take two, what they did, that is a very good thing to do. But at E3 is the beef that everyone has about it. Because that was like an hour plus long conference they did. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. What they did is great. Like, that's great. Let's bring more attention to it. And you're, you're wanting to do it on the grandest stage of them all, in theory. Uh, I get it. I get the logic, but at the same time, it's like, it, it's, it's E3. Like, I understand you want to put all eyes on that topic. It's a very important topic, but it's like, you know, can you show some games? I'm sorry say, to be selfish, but can you show some games? And the b- bad thing about that is just also the mentality of E3. This is where we, people go to expect to see game uh, reveals and things like that. And if it was like a take two specific community, I don't think it would have been as received as poorly as it was, but the fact that it was E3 community, not necessarily just Take 2, was where a lot of the f- flame and stuff came from. Because, again, their conference they did, hats off to them for doing it when they did to really bring eyes to that topic, but at the same time it was just a hard uh, against the mentality of what E3 usually is. Yeah. And ultimately, all it came down to is they just wanted to get all eyes on it as possible. I mean, you know, they could have announced uh, uh, that sort of presentation like days before or whatever on their own like YouTube channel or whatever, a live stream and did it there. And they probably was little gathered, got a lot of people in there asking for GTA 6. Um, but they still could have gotten a lot of views if yeah. they would have done it. But they, they were trying to maximize the views. But yeah, I mean... E3 is just kind of slowly like the last. Unf- I mean, it's it's very telling. We've had we've had obviously a world pandemic going on, but the last like time that E3 really felt like up to stuff was the last E3 before the pandemic started, uh, 2019. That one was an absolute banger of a, of a conference. Like Xboxes was absolutely insane. Um, but then everything after that, you know, these online conferences that they're doing. I, well, 2020 was just canceled, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then okay, so last year at their online one, I mean, really the only thing that showed up was xbox really nintendo had a bad yeah, nintendo had a pretty solid one but like xbox showed up like that was like an hour and a half long of like a lot of good shit yeah uh, everyone else there was eh. i mean i enjoyed squares because it was focused on guardians and i was that game immediately interested me but other than that it's just like everything else was kind of lackluster and i feel like you know once again like with this this just further puts the nail in the coffin and you know you know for e3 where it's like while well, i think e3 will come back like maybe next year but you know, it's the question is, will E3 come back next year and, you know, like, maybe be, like, an in-person event at their normal venue that costs a stupid amount of money in L.A.? Or would it maybe be at a different venue that might be a little bit cheaper? You know, if that's the case, then that's kind of telling that, yeah, it's on its last legs. You know what I mean? I was about to say, this year's show will be very much uh, the crux of this, of whether people will see whether E3 is going to be a 
standard thing that we're going to continue to see or if it truly is more or less done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, just last thing I wanted to say on it is it's also telling that like E3 used to be the the place where like you did your big world premiere. You did your big yeah. world premiere of, of your, your game that you want everybody to see. But for the past few years that we've had these shows, E3 has no longer really been the big reveal place. It's been Summer Games Fest. Yep. Yep. Summer it's Game like, Fest or Game Awards. Shout out to Jeff, man. Yeah. He's got the yeah. connections. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it, it's really telling how these, like, companies have also said, or realized, like, yeah, E3 is kind of losing its name, It whereas everybody's kind of more interested in these, I don't want to say smaller shows, because the, like, Summer Games Fest and Game Awards are quickly overtaking what E3 has become. I was about to say, I would say more like focused shows. Yeah, yeah. the more focused shows is where... And it's weird that E3 is, like you guys were saying, always been the place for games, but now that's shifted to the Summer Games Fest, the Game Award show, and that's... Now people are like, if we're going to show something outside of our own conference, we might as well do it there. True. Which is also very telling as well. Uh, I remember whenever... We talked about E3, like the in-person event being canceled. I remember us talking about literally that day. Jeff put out a tweet saying Summer Games Fest was coming back this summer. Brilliant marketing, my friend. <laughs> I mean, E3 really had its peak whenever. Friggin' one of the best things. I was at the Microsoft conference one year. I forget which game they were revealing. It was either, I think it was a Forza. And they also revealed did the world reveal of a new car there too. They had, yes. all, they had the whole car and everyone's just sort of like, yay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> new car. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we did have that Sony state of play this week, uh, primarily focused on Japanese publishers. Uh, it was like a 20 minute conference. I think is what it was. Um, yeah. There were some pretty interesting titles in there, like that new Exo Primal one. That was kind of interesting. What was that? Yeah, what the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> it started, and all I was, all I could think was, Dino Crisis. Yeah, that's what like a lot of people were saying. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying. It's like, is this Dino Crisis? And then it everyone's said, like, oh, this is Dino Crisis. Yeah, this is Dino Crisis Exo Primal. What the what? <laughs> and then it was said Exo Primal. Well, it was going through, and the entire thing I was thinking, I was just like, this can't be Dino Crisis. Someone's trying to revive Anthem with dinosaurs. <laughs> God. Because that's literally all I saw. Because they had the suit all of a sudden, and they had their types. They had the big wall tanks. They had the weird mages. Um, the, like, gunners and stuff. And I was just like, who's working on this? <laughs> I was just like, someone stole Anthem and added dinosaurs. And it's sort of working. <laughs> It's like, it sort of looks cool. I'll say the game that caught my eye the most was that, what, it was called, uh, the Diofield Chronicle, whatever. I think that's what it was called. That like, caught a lot of people's... Yeah, feet. dude, that actually looks pretty sick. That came out of nowhere. I'm very curious about that IP. One I was very surprised. I didn't realize Ghostwire Tokyo was first person. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't either. I started, I was watching the, the video for it to refresh myself on some of this beforehand, and I, I was watching, I was like, wait a second. I don't remember this. Yeah, the fact that Ghostwire is first person completely changes my perspective of the game, and I'm just all more like, now you have my attention, Ghostwire. 
Okay, I just pulled back up the showcase, the recap here. Um, Stranger of Paradise, uh, Final Fantasy Origin was also announced. I'll be curious. I actually downloaded that on my PS4, so I wasn't big on Stranger of Paradise. Oh, yeah, but you see down on the demo? Yeah. Okay, cool. So now, but now that there's a demo and I can mess with it, I'll be curious how it actually feels. We also got um, another, we got, a, I think, I don't, I'm not going to say another look. It might have been the first look. I remember the announcement for this game, that Gundam Evolution, that, that free, that free to play game. That's like Gundam Overwatch is essentially what it it's is. It's 6v6 Gundams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Gundam Overwatch is literally what it is. It's I remember Gundams. when, I remember when that was announced and I thought it looked really cool and I actually enjoyed the gameplay on that, but that's one of those games where it's just like. That's not going to last a long time. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it like, might. That's a game that's going to hit a niche audience yes. for a short period of time. I, yes. I could very much see surviving just because of the Gundam community. I don't think it would be a big name. No, it definitely won't. No. But I, I, could, like, I could see yeah. it surviving through weird means. We also got the uh, Calabunga Collection. I'm buying that. Dude, that's, a, that that's actually a big looks, list. That, that's a very good collection. <laughs> that's like, actually a big list of games. I was I was reading through the games, and I went, this this is actually pretty cool. I'm probably going to get this. I was about to say, that is a very good collection with online play. Yeah. Yes. When, did they did they have a release date on it? I, I forgot. I don't remember. Because I'm with you guys. That's a game that I, I might pick up. I think it might like, have mentioned. that is a dope collection. I think it might have mentioned something in summer, but I don't think it had a, a specific date. I think the, my favorite thing about that game being announced was, like, everyone that, like, like a lot of, like, the notable, like, uh, people that I follow on Twitter that do, like, game videos and stuff. They're just like, oh, man, Konami showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Konami's doing something, people. Holy shit. That was my favorite part about it. Um, we also had the PS3 port of that JoJo fighting game that never came up. I didn't know it was a PS3 port. I never heard of it because you know, Zach had to point out to me on Animan that that never came to the West is mm-hmm. why it's now being ported. So like, you know, it, but Hey, that's a beefy roster though. 50 plus JoJo fighters. That's a ridiculous roster. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually pretty solid. Um, that truck to Yomi game that's by Devolver. I remember when that was showed off last. That actually looks really good. Yeah, like, I remember when it was showed off last summer. I thought it looked pretty solid. Which always makes me sad with Devolver Digital's shows because they always show good games, but I get no the context. Shows are weird. I never get context because I'm distracted <laughs> by why is this giant monster eating your head, CEO? Right, right. <laughs> uh, an update for Returnal. Returnal Ascension adds co-op mode. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then, of course, the Diofield Chronicle. I, I'm actually really excited for that one. Like that, that like, like what Zach said, that actually caught a lot of people's eyes and it definitely caught mine. The uh, one that really caught my mind was actually the last one yeah. that finished up was actually a new game in the Valkyrie series. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, Valkyrie Elysium. I mean, I'll be, I'll enjoy it. I'll probably pick it up at some point and play it once after it comes out. Because I mean, I enjoyed the Valkyrie games on PS2 and. Uh, I touched on one during PS3 era. I can't remember what it was though. But see, I know of the franchise, but other than that, that's that's where it ends for me. I don't know much more beyond that. From what I understand, from what people are saying online, is that like while yes, it's a new game, the Valkyrie uh, franchise, it's like almost like a new take on the franchise. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. It okay. Is. Okay. That's why at first, whenever it was going all through everything, I was just like, "This is really odd." And then it said Valkyrie. I was like, "Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, new take, new take." Uh, overall, pretty solid show, uh, mostly focusing on the Japanese publishers, of course. Uh, the one thing that I felt like, you know, that I, I thought we would see there is some at least something on Final Fantasy, but 
you know, so that'll come Strange out. Stranger's Paradise. Well, I was about to say there was. Come on. All right. Sorry. Hold on. My, my bad. All right. Short term memory, I guess. The other Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16. But God knows when that's going to happen. I mean, but we did get Gigabash. Yeah. yeah missed that one. Yeah. Gigabash. Yeah. I, I have no interest in it. Do you all have any interest nope. in it? Sean? No. No. All right. I'm going to just go find an old copy of Rampage. <laughs> I, 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 like, when I was looking back at the at the list of games, I saw that and I went, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know why this is being made. I loved the Rampage game that was like on like the, the PS2 era. I forgot what it was called. Oh, I know which one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on PS2 and GameCube, right? Yeah. Because that, that, there was like that Rampage game, and then I also remember there was also like Godzilla War of the Monsters or yeah. something like that same era. Both those games are awesome. I actually found one of those, a copy of those on GameCube the other day. Really? Yeah. How much was it? It was on the cheaper. I think it was only like fifteen bucks. Ooh, that game is on my GameCube list of pickups, but it's on the lower end. But I still want it. <laughs> <laughs> I still that 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 game on the my my list of GameCube games. I still want it. Would be like it was in like the same tier as like what Zatch Bell was, but I just happened to find Zatch Bell, so I picked it up. Uh, so that that's kind of where Godzilla falls. But I do want Godzilla for the GameCube. I haven't seen Godzilla. I was talking about the Rampage one. Oh, okay, okay. Still want that one too. It's still going to be on the lower end, but I still want it. Fifteen bucks ain't bad though. Um, uh, next up, let's talk about the Nvidia thing, man. Because once again, like like I already mentioned earlier, uh, this is further proving to be like the biggest leak in gaming history. Like, and it, and it's not close. It's not from the list that we saw months ago, and now things are starting to get announced from that list, like very big, notable franchises and titles. And now a new game console. Now, granted, we already knew it was happening. I mean, number one, realistically speaking, you know it's going to happen eventually. Nintendo's going to make the new console. Plus, they already confirmed in their investors meeting, we are working on the next console. So, uh, we already know that. But this actually put some hard, like, okay, yes, this is happening. Because they, you know, whoever the hackers are, they released, a, you, know, a, you know, a picture showing different files, all referencing NVM2. Okay, now if you don't know what that is, NVM was like the code name, the uh, processor, however you want to refer to it, for the Switch. Similar to like a DirectX, which I'm sure most people have heard of. That's more of the more common ones people have heard of. Well, the NVM, that was what the Switch was before the Switch got its title, the Switch. So this just further points towards this Switch 2 and all the different aspects that are going into it, like ray tracing supported, you know, like 4K, stuff like that. So, I mean, like everything that kind of went into it, like it's pushing that like this is a massive step up from what we currently have. You know, it would be great. Hmm. It's not a Switch Two; it's Labo Two. No. <laughs> God damn it! No. It's Labo VR with cardboard. Labo, no ray tracing. Yeah, they, yeah they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna. Okay, Nintendo's mindset is they're gonna bring back the Virtual Boy basically with this, and they're gonna really combat you know the PS VR Two. That that's actually what this is. Zach, you're onto something. Write this down. Write this down. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, this is like a, this is a hard step up from what. I mean, it really is yeah. based on the specs and everything we saw through the leak. So, I mean, ideally, whenever this comes out and everything, we won't have cloud anymore. Cloud Please. games on Switch. <laughs> Please, God, these cloud games are garbage. No, and you know this this isn't surprising, I think, to anyone because like. 
you look at Nintendo and their releases, you look at the cloud games they've started pushing just last year yeah. with no announcement, by the way. It just happened. It's like, oh, by the way, this game is coming to Switch, but it's going to be a cloud. It's like, wait, what? It was like, know, it's almost like in the fine print. You know this popular game? Hey. Yeah, exactly. Like, Nintendo is very aware of their limitations. I mean, dude, they're running on a 2015 chip right now. Like, like, a two, like that, that's the problems. Like, when it comes to some of these games that do come out on Switch in heart and physical form, they come out so much later, right? We've seen that time and time again. Uh, like, you know, just, yeah, this, I don't know why this is the first one that pops in my head, but uh, Kakarot. Kakarot came out for everything at this time, and then it was like a year later before it came out to the Switch. You know, I know one game that a lot of people are continuing to, like, you know, hammer for. It's like, when's it coming to Switch? When's it coming to Switch would be Tales of Arise. Okay, because I mean, this this a, l- a large majority of the Switch's cell uh, base, of course, is it's in Japan, right? Yeah. Okay. Those you know JRPGs, like they need to be on the Switch because that's like that's what's in Japan primarily is a lot of Switch users. So like you know for you know but a game like Tales of Arise, I'm sure John can attest for this being that the game old... does not need to come to the Switch exactly <laughs> because it, it just wouldn't run for shit. And you know the thing is also we have seen. You know, throughout like the Switch generation, developers flat out not wanting to put their games on the Switch because of how much of a issue it is getting it on the Switch. They don't want their game to be run on Windows ninety eight. Bingo. Yeah, I mean exactly. Which is also that's not Zach's not making that up. That's a legit thing. <laughs> their old online servers literally had a Windows ninety eight mode. Like that was a thing. Anything that came out with the Previous multiplayer servers could also run on your Windows 98 PC. Yes. You still had that sucker running. Yes, that is a fact. He is not making that up right now. That is a legit <laughs> thing. That was a test. It was like some test thing Nintendo had where it could check to see if the games could run on Windows 98. It's just like, Jesus Christ, Nintendo. Like Splatoon 2. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, Nintendo, like, you know, while they, they've always tried to go, like, you know, always throughout every generation in history they've always been on like the lower end of like power and shit and they always go for more like you know i'd say like a more affordability family friendly sort of thing where it's easy to get you know they they realize that hey you know we got to kind of change our mentality on this because we're missing out on a lot of good games that could very easily sell in our most popular market you know and the cloud games eat ass like their servers are are dog shit so, I mean, it's cool to see now that it's cool to see the that, you know, in my mind, like hard confirmed stuff for the most part. I mean, it's still like putting an asterisk beside it, but pretty much confirmed that, okay, yes, Nintendo is actually making the jump that they really should have already made. Uh, and I will say for, for titling, I just, it's going to be called Switch 4K. Let's not, let's not, it, that's, that's going to be what it is. I'm, 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 uh, it's, no, shut you up, are John. incorrect. It's going to be it Switch the, 4K. It is the new Switch. No, it's going to be Switch 4K. That's, it that's what it's going to be. Based on their titling history already with like the Switch OLED, the Switch, this is going to be Switch 4K. I'm putting money on it right now. Based on their titling beforehand, do you remember the 3DS? The I new know. 3DS. I, I know. Yes, yeah, the, the new, new 3DS, Switch. the new 3DSi, whatever it was. The cloudless Switch. The cloudless Switch. Oh, that'd be a dream come true. <laughs> I just think it's going to be called the Switch 4K is all I think it's going to be called, just to the point. I mean, like, with the OLED, I'm still personally very hard convinced that the OLED was actually supposed to be a Switch 4K revision. I'm very hard convinced on that, and they just didn't do it because of the chip shortages. I am hard convinced on that because the new dock 
that they put in with the OLED, which, you know, the only thing that they changed on the surface was adding an internet port, which they should have, I don't know, <laughs> got Nintendo, your first time in history having an internet port. Um, but also, like, you know, just from teardowns and stuff, there are some components within that dock that support 4K, even though the console can't go up in 4K. So, I mean, I, I'm convinced that, that that was actually supposed to be, like, a, a, a revision, like a mid-generation revision kind of thing, and they just didn't do it because of, you know, chip shortages that are going to continue for God knows how long. But, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, like I said, it is cool uh, to see, like, this kind of, to see the specs on it and see the jump up that we are going to get. And I'm, I'm very excited to, to see what that's going to do for some pretty big franchises to come. You know, the only real concern here is that, yes, we've seen the specs, yes, somebody's acknowledged it. My concern here is how long do we actually see it? Like, will we actually see it here in the next year or two or will it still be relevant? Or will it unfortunately get pushed back due to whatever reasons and by the time it comes out, it's almost outdated? See, that that is a concern. That's a very legitimate concern. I I do not think year or two. I think... Based on the way Nintendo likes likes to announce things... And how, like the the time it it's taken them to like officially, kind of officially announce like oh like the OLED, it took them forever to even come up with a new screen for the Switch. So <laughs> for them to announce like a new officially announce a new console, I'd say maybe like maybe a a year 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 and a half we get the announcement like the official one. Yeah. That like, hey, this is happening and then another year, year and a half from there is when it actually comes out. And this is why I have my concern of whether this nice actually capable system we're seeing will still be outdated when it finally comes out. Yeah. And that's a very fair concern, especially with, you know, the chip shortages that we that we currently have and and are gonna be facing for quite some time. Uh I think it's actually gonna be announced and come out both next year. That's what I think is going to happen. And I actually think, uh, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a launch title. That, that's my current uh, thoughts and predictions. You also say Breath of the Wild is going to come out with everything. No, yeah, you've been, I, you've been. Hold on. No, I, I can pull up the list. I already said Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be delayed this year. I already said that. That's on my prediction list. So I, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a, a launch title for the Switch 2 or Switch 4K, whatever, whatever. The new switch. There you go, John. Breath of switch. Breath of breath of switch. <laughs> breath of fresh switch. That's gonna be the bundle name. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we can hop over to Triangle Strategy now. Uh, new uh, tactical RPG from Square. Uh, a lot of people actually really dig this game. Uh, John, I know you're 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 kind of uh, back and forth on it. I probably got the least time put into it yeah. here. I, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I haven't actually, I know, Zach, you've been playing it a lot from what I've seen, but I haven't talked to you about it, so I don't know your personal take on it yet. But for the most part, everything online is pretty damn positive about this game. How are we feeling on it? Zach, how are you feeling on it? Because, like I said, I haven't had a chance to chat with you about it. I mean, it's a solid tactics game, and story, for the most part, what I've seen, at least the story I've tread, tread through, has been very entertaining and well done. Uh, I did note the same thing y'all did in Discord, just... Initially, the voice acting sounds really off. It's so low. It's yeah. so bad. The like, voice, the voice acting and the writing both are driving me fucking crazy. I don't know about what story you're on. I mean, it is very one-dimensional. Like, well, <laughs> in the like, I'm I'm still very much like in the early stages of the game. Like, I've 
I haven't put that much time into it, but it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's very simplistic writing yeah. and the voice acting. I, I think I told Alex, it's, it almost seems like they, they had like for all the lines in the game, they booked like a week of studio time to get in the booth. And then everybody just kind of walked in and just read their lines and like, at least of the characters I've interacted with, like one or two of them like went for it and everybody else is just reading the script. And that's what I was going to say. I really appreciate it for the people who put some time into it, like Gustadolf, mm. like his voice actor. He put some time into his lines. I was just like, and I appreciate that versus like Sarah Noah, yeah, our yeah. MC. I know. He's very <laughs> just cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's same thing with Roland too. It's very weird that like, the the voice acting, like the port the parts of the game where you're just walking around talking to people and there's not voice acting happening, seems more natural than when they're talking. Yes, that's the weird part for. Because honestly, I was surprised whenever there was voice acting. To be honest, because of this type of two point five D and things like that, I'm used to there not being voice acting. So when they started talking, I was just like, what? And then when they started talking very monotone, I went, well, mute. <laughs> Which is sad because the actual uh, background soundtrack is actually very nice in most locations. Yeah, across the board, the soundtrack's pretty solid. And, uh, you know, just, you know, t- hammering more on the, the voice act. Dude, this game would have been so much better without the voice act. Because another beef that I personally had with it, and since you guys are both, like, on the same train with me, bro, I- I'm sorry. I can't help it. I feel like 80% of these characters, the voice does not go with the character, in my opinion. Like, like I look, I, I'll pull up, like, the, the art after when they're talking, whatever. I'll look at the art while they're talking. I'm like, I cannot see you having that voice. I'm sorry. But just across the board, I'm just not a fan of it, the voice acting. I mean, are you doing the English or Japanese? I'm doing English. Okay. Yeah. John, were you doing English or Japanese? Uh, I was doing English. I'm assuming Zach was not doing English based off the look he gave. Yeah. I mean, I did English for the first moment, then I went into settings and went, Oh, Japanese! Honestly, <laughs> I, I might. is it any better? Yeah, is it better? Uh, for me, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, just in general, yeah, does yeah. it sound better? Uh, I might just switch to that. To be honest, I haven't really paid too much attention to it because okay. just because I'm so used to subs, I mean, I hear it, but I'm usually reading. Okay. I don't know. I might yeah, give that a honestly, shot. Honestly, that might, that might help where you're not distracted <laughs> by having to listen to them talk. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know one thing that I actually saw some people complain about, and I can hear the complaint, is they just felt like the game was, like, so hard focus on story and not many battles because there are there's there's times where it's like story 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 like you keep going from like cutscene to cutscene whatever but like the like one of the driving points of the game that the game wants you to do is they want you to go to like the encampment stuff yeah but like i guess a lot of people don't do that yeah that's so you see what you see what i'm saying that makes the game a little rough yeah because all you're doing is just the story stuff not going in camp because number one it's it is making it seem like this game is pure story and no gameplay 
And number two, your your units are gonna be fucked. They're gonna get <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, because this AI doesn't mess around. No, nah, dude, this game is actually tough. I want normal mode in this game, and I and I'm not. I'm I'm I, I don't even say it. I know you're on like some hard difficulty, uh, but I've seen a lot of people even talk about. It. It's just like, bro, I'm on normal. This game's kicking my ass. I mean, I ran normal first playthrough because oh, okay. I because I in Wait, games first like th- you already beat the game. I mean, I'm almost there. Oh, okay. I think I am. I'm not sure. I'm on like chapter ten. No. Okay. You further on? No. I just know there's 21 chapters. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm halfway. I'm halfway through my first story, so. Because I assuming the branchings are pretty hard branch. That I don't know. All I know is chapter number. I don't know anything that happens. I didn't. Okay. I didn't spoil myself. I just know chapter number. Okay. I, I didn't even look for that. I just came across it. Because uh, for games like this, I always, you know, how hard is the AI going to go? Right. Now, I will say one thing that is pretty dope to me about, like, the storytelling process is, like, I, lo- I love that voting stuff. Like, the like the convo shit that you can do. Yeah, like, the scales I, of conviction. Dude, I actually, I think that is such a cool mechanic because, like, there is no fucking guarantee that you're going to get the shit the way you it want to go. It is really nice. And in, one thing you got to... For people jumping into and learning is that even though if you unlock the information, like the bonus to get that other option, that is not necessarily the correct option for you. Yes. So you really need to f- make sure you're listening to what the actual character is saying and sort of choose the option which would best actually pull them into your uh, thinking and not just go, oh, unlock option. Yeah, exactly. Well, I will say I was very confused by the f- like the first time the scales come out and yeah. you have to talk to everybody because the the thing that you say to people the place you want to go to changes depending on who you're talking to yeah you talk to one person and it's like i want to go here and you talk to the person next to him and it's like i want to go to the other place that i just told them not the place i just told them to go to yeah and I was, i'm sitting there like what how am i what do you you want me to convince people to go somewhere and you won't even let me decide where i want to go I was, I don't, I don't know if I just missed something there. I mean, I, if, I understood it when it came up. I mean, the main thing is like wherever you want to go, you just want to convince the people that don't want to go there. Like you don't even have to talk to the people that want to go. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I found it weird that it was like, it was the option was like, I want to go here, but it was like, oh, so you didn't fully fully recognized the first time that you were actually convincing them to go to the opposite choice of what they were wanting. Was the choice at the top where they wanted to go? Because it reads like that's where you want to go. Well, how, how it is. So you have the two choices, everyone's heads underneath whichever choice is where they want to go. Whenever you go to talk to them, you're specifically trying to convince them to choose the other option. I didn't understand that at all. So, John, you're in a I room. ended up going where I wanted to go, but I did, I did it on accident. <laughs> you're in a room full of people, and they all have differing opinions. You get to be the person who's like, your, your position's wrong. You should do this position. Yeah. And then there's Anne, who never has a fucking opinion. Shout out to her. <laughs> I like her. Like what, She's my best unit. I had a conviction where she actually had, a cho- actually had an opinion. I was like, who are you, Anne? You're oh, not yeah, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Who is yeah, this? Cause, cause I, oh, yeah, because that was where Benedict was unsure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, how the tables have turned. Yeah, because Alex sent me, like, 
he had sent me a, a picture or like a screenshot of him doing the scales of conviction for the first time. And he was like, all decisions in gaming need to be done this way. No, and I got there and I, I was talking to people. Oh, no. I, like I'm talking to people. I'm like, I don't understand this system at all. I, I just thought, I, all I said was I thought it was super cool. I thought it was a very interesting way to, to, to make the decision making. I mean, it is. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. And the thing that's awesome, that's really dope about it as well is, um, you know, there's so many different endings for the game. And depending on your choice is going to depend on your ending. So, like, Zach, depending on the choices that, that you've made, you may not get the best ending. There is a considered golden route is what it's, is what it's called. Boo. Yeah, there is considered a golden route that is considered the, the, the canon ending. Boom. But you have to do certain choices to get there. I mean, at this point, I'm a freaking warmonger of virtue and honor. And anyone who's doing illegal shit, I put a blade through their chest. I know I'm not getting the golden route. I, I don't know what all you have to do. I, I legit don't. I've, I've tried to actually not spoil myself for once. But I do know that I already fucked up on one of the decisions. I don't care. I'm just playing. A, I got tuxedo night. That's fair. My my fuck up is that I burned all the houses. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, you, you don't burn any of the houses. That That's the correct option for the golden route. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I burned that shit down. What, just do that fight without burning the houses? Yep. Fuck, that's rough. I know. That's why That's why I was just like, damn, that must be a lot of grinding and I can't meant to be able to do that because she is fucking demonic. <laughs> Uh, she is demonic, bro. <laughs> that general. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I lord her up at the top one. I'm like, burn. <laughs> yeah, no, I see a way of doing it. It just, yeah, that's a long fucking fight. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I, I know. I, I just think it is super dope because there's multiple endings. It's not just like like three or four. And that's like, there's there's a lot of different endings you can get. So that that is actually pretty dope. I mean, overall, I think the story isn't bad. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, it's just like, I guess like, Maybe if I switch over to that ja- to the Japanese uh, dialogue, mm-hmm. I'll be more invested in the characters. I guess seeing as you mentioned the houses, you and me are on a similar route then. Uh, where where did you go first? Uh, which country? Did, which did I do? I went to the I, salt one. I had two uh, choices. I think on the one I'm currently, I went to Hyzant. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I got my ice mage. Because yeah, I was okay. being a I was being a prick with that wall during that fight. Oh, okay, I actually don't use him because I got Narf. Dude. I like Narf. Narf is good, but Cornelius, his ice tomb ability is ridiculous. I mean, I won't, I won't disagree with they are. They are pretty dope. I also like uh, uh, the merchant or the the, the innkeeper that uh, I forgot her name, but she rides a horse. Yeah, I actually like her quite a bit as well. She she can't take a hit for me. No, she's definitely she definitely can't take a hit, but I do I do like what she can brings to the table. But there were some other characters that I got that I thought were pretty cool, like uh, the shaman chick. Uh, yeah, she's broken. Yeah, dude, she's busted. Her with Neff, make it rain, lightning. <laughs> yeah, bro, busted, busted. And that, that's also actually pretty dope. I like all the different mechanics they have into the actual uh, to the, to the actual game itself, I like all, with all the different elements yeah. and combinations that you can do. I think I think it's actually pretty solid. But uh, you know, you know, I'm not gonna give like some like official rating review for this game because I feel like. I feel like I need to go play it in Japanese now because if I do that, I feel like I might be more invested in these characters because, bro, the voice acting is so bad. I feel so uninvested. In it is sort of rough. Like, I legit, I cannot stand it because, like, I personally, like I said, I 
every time a new character introduced or whatever, I just I pull up their little art picture describing who they are, and I'm just like, I cannot see you having this voice. Like oh. the leader of um the uh the country for trade uh in Glenbrook, that dude who who you know you could side with or betray you, whatever. Little short fat guy. The 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 trade area, the trade country, the purple one. Because there's the purple one, there's yours of Oh, the guy with the wine. Yeah. I had I had no idea he controlled trade. All I knew is like, he did fucking wine. Like his English voice, bro, does not, and I mean does not fit for him at all. Like when I was hearing his voice, I'm just like, oh yeah, I can imagine what you may look like. And I pull it up, he's like some like snarky little penguin looking motherfucker, and I'm like Oh yeah, this is like this voice actor, like even all around. Like, there's only a couple that are pretty solid. Like, what, like you know, who you pitched? You know, our main antagonist. Yeah, Gustavo. Yeah, he, that's he's pretty solid. But like, you know, even also what you mentioned with our 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 protagonist, Sarah Noah. It's just like, what are we doing, man? What are we doing, people? But I mean, like, maybe if I switch to Japanese, I'll feel like a lot more invested <laughs> to these characters. See, now thinking about it, just all the fun stuff to do that fight with. I would need the guy you get from going to uh, the duchy instead of Iceman. Because if you go to the duchy, you get a hunter who can set bear traps and has a longbow. Ooh. Is it an old man? No, it's a okay. younger guy. Because I got the old man. Have you gotten him? The old man archer? No, okay. he dead as fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, got the, I got the old man archer. He dead as fuck. Yeah, I just got the old man archer. <laughs> Rip old man Archer for you. <laughs> I forgot his name, but I just got him. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, well, so much for that. <laughs> um, but, uh, John, you know, this is a game that's not really grabbing you at all. Do you think it's just because of the voice acting and stuff? Or is there is there more? I, I, well, it's also Lost Ark. We're going to go ahead and accept I, I was going to say it's Lost Ark. Okay. That, that's, well, that's what's making it not grab me. Okay. Because I'm, I sit down to play it, and I... I start playing it, and then I just look over and I go play some Lost Ark. I just see John going. <laughs> I literally do that. Like, I see my Steam page with Lost Ark up, and I just look over and I go. I could go do that instead. Yeah, I, I see it now. John just sitting there just like. <laughs> it just fucking throws the control over to the side. It, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty accurate, to be honest. I just picture this Hey, baby, Lost Ark's over here. We got a March update. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm curious what's going to be the, the the next game to come out that will actually pull John away from Lost Ark. Digimon Survive. That game doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. When it shows up and it exists, it'll pull him away from Lost that, Ark. Okay, yeah, that's true. If If it's real and it comes out, that might be the one game to pull John away. John, is there I don't any know. Like, like I said, out? I'm, I'm, I'm only like 150 hours only. in the Lost Ark. Who knows where I'll be at 300? Maybe, maybe by that point, I'll, I'll, I'll be open for something else. At that point, I assume you have a full roster of level 50s. Yeah. Uh, I have three fifties right now. That's not a full roster. No, but I have another one that I'm gonna, uh, that I was gonna boost here tonight. Which is good. Which means. By 300 hours, you will have a full roster of 50s. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, there was no debate here. 
<laughs> oh, uh, I, you know, I, I this will be like one of the last things I'll throw out. Trying to try. One thing I also really like is I really like all the classes and stuff for each each character having like their own thing and their own things that they can specifically be good at. And Anne becomes Ezio. Yeah, dude. Anne's broken, dude. I love Anne. She's fantastic. No, like I, I do like all the uh, the class stuff for all the characters. I actually think that's super cool. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm personally really enjoying it. Um, but um, do do uh, you know? Do we want to just kind of give like uh, last thoughts on Trunk Strategy in terms of like go pick it up, wait for a sale, kind of a rating, early rating sort of vibe? How you feeling? I mean, for me personally, I would say if you enjoy um, great strategy games and have no Nothing against grinding. I'd say go ahead and pick it up. If you're unsure about it, still play the demo. That is true. That it's like a five hour demo. Just play the you can just play the demo, and it carries over. Yeah, you'll get to experience sort of get the start of the story and experience several fights. So, yeah, John, I you know I know you probably don't have a hot you know a high opinion at the moment. You're still figuring it I'm, out yourself. I'm I'm looking forward to actually sitting down and playing it. Okay, there you go. Uh, I would say I'm gonna side with. Zach on this one where it's like if you're fine with grinding pick it up but if like if you like playing like uh like these sort of games but like don't like the hardcore mega grind then I wouldn't get this one because this one is a lot of grind because seriously if you don't go to the encampment stuff you're gonna get fucked on normal mode yeah it does have two difficulties underneath it where you could probably just breeze through yeah that's true that's a good point and you know because and you know that, that's the thing as well I want to further stress like if you don't go do some encampment stuff, you're going to feel like this game is literally nonstop story with a battle every once in a while. Like, go do encampment stuff, you know, which also gives you a chance to, like, talk to your, talk to your other units and shit. Like, See, I got sad because I did encampment stuff too much, and then I realized, oh, I'm only getting two XP per hit. Damn it. I guess I'll continue story. <laughs> so that way you can get more battles to unlock and go grind on. But uh, I think that'll wrap up for the episode uh, because I am pretty hungry. John and I did a lot of work to their house today, and I am a hungry boy right now. Uh, what's for What's for dinner, boys? What are, we, what are we having tonight? Chinese. Ooh, sounds good. What about you, John? Leftover spaghetti. I don't know how to cook for one person. I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating spaghetti for f- five days. Oh, my God, John. <laughs> That's how much spaghetti did you cook? You don't know how enough, to cook enough for two Enough people. for a family of four to eat for a week. Spaghetti. I mean, thank God he likes spaghetti. Yeah. It sounded good at the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sounds less good now, but <laughs> I don't know what I'll, I don't know what I'll have. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll either order something or just it'll be it'll be something out of the freezer until I can get to the store. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, overall, pretty solid episode. Uh, last thoughts, boys. I'll hit the music. We'll get ourselves out of here. Alrighty. Well, if you've gotten this far, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching the video and like what's going on, yeah, youtube.com slash sparky3, you can hit the subscribe button to follow us. And then you can also hit that bell if you actually want to know when anything actually goes up. Yeah, I'm going to help. Thank you. Yeah, like you said, thank you for if you made it all the way through the episode, and hopefully you'll, well, uh, sp- break next week, but hopefully you'll join it, us again uh, for the next episode. Where we're going to talk about Kirby Mouthful Mode. Oh, God. <laughs> and fishing. And John's just like, all right, guys, I think I'm going to take a uh, break from that one. <laughs> I'm going to play Lost Ark. Fuck you guys. 
Uh, but yeah, do everything they said more. Of course, make sure to sign up to the website for free. If you haven't signed up, I don't know why it is free. Or you can sign up for five bucks a month if you're feeling generous for the premium tier. Get early access to podcast episodes as well as a few other cool perks. Uh, once again, promo code Animan at Sparky3Shop.com to celebrate Animan's return. And make sure you go check out that episode. If you're an anime fan, if you're a manga fan, that is a really dope episode to listen to. I think Zach and I did very well on that one. Uh, join the Discord. Check out the socials. Is that it? I think that's everything, right? Did you hit the shop? Yeah, you hit the shop. Yeah, yeah. The promo code runs to the nineteenth. So. Discord. Yeah, yeah. Discord down below. Join that. Um, I think that's everything. All right. I think we get it. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Break next week unless something insanely awesome happens this week. Then we may do a short episode, but uh, probably just still going to do a break. So we will be back the week after talk about Kirby mouthful mode let's go squirtle squirtle alright guys have a good one see you next time bye see ya